Hey guys, this is Pastor Scott, and I want to thank you for sharing these moments together. My prayer is that something said will fortify, strengthen, encourage, and equip us to become everything we were created to be. We're going to pick up with part two of my interview with Pastor Jeff Collins, who is pastor at Cool Springs Baptist Church. If you listen to part one, you know that part two is worth listening to. If you haven't yet, go back. You can catch it anytime. Um, but I feel like not only was it a wonderful conversation, but I believe that God gave us some very practical wisdom, some very practical outlooks. What can we do? We're being told right now by the state, by the nation, all of the things that we can't do. But there are things that we can do to make sure that we uphold the standard of godliness and brotherly love throughout this whole situation. And I believe that Jeff had some wisdom for us. And so I'm excited um, for you to hear the rest of this interview, okay? And share this with someone. If this is a blessing to you, connect with us. You can go to our website, nc3wilkesboro.com. You can go to our Facebook page. You can invest into this ministry because it's good ground. I promise it is. But whatever and however you can, please connect with us, okay? Throughout all of this social distancing, let's don't ever become spiritually disconnected because we truly are better together. Amen? Amen. All right, let's jump right into part two of this interview with Pastor Jeff Collins. Any more than what they they're continuing to try to do. Yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. I hear people and uh, see a lot of people that are praying right now for God's strength, but mm -hmm. they're not interested in keeping God's standard. Exactly right. <laughs> and, you know, you even as a nation, you get God out of your schools, out of your homes, out of your politics, out of your social structure. Yeah. And then when, when it all hits the fan, as they say, right. then all of a sudden, you know, well, come on, God, where are you? It's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, look, let's, right. let's use this as a litmus test. Exactly you know, right. let's learn from this. And I, that's another thing I was going to ask you. What, um, what questions are you hearing the most from, you know, from you? Because I know that you can tell where somebody is by the questions they ask. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, that's kind of interesting right now because in this transition, even though we're not being in church, we're still kind of in the honeymoon phase. You know, mm -hmm. everybody's excited about the new, the new preacher, the checking out the new guy. Right. Uh, but on the same token, you know, there's concern. Uh, it may not actually be a con question, but there is still concern in the hearts of the people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, telephone's been valuable for me right now. I've, right. I've made a lot of, a lot of connection with my folks by phone. The problem is I got, I got a, a name and I can't put it together with the with face. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but a lot of the questions has been more concern about when do you think we're going to be able to get back to normal? What do you think that's going to look like? Um, yeah, what do, you, what do you think about that new normal? That, it's going to be very interesting, yeah. I, I think. Um, I, I think I think some of our older generation, which is some of the folks that I have in my church, is going to be a lot more cautious than the younger generation. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they're going to distance themselves, of course, which is, is right. But we can't distance ourselves from the ones we're trying to reach. Right. You know, so I think that's sure. the key behind it. So the new normal is going to be interesting. And, of course, I 
you know, my my term's always been for years, what is normal? Yeah. You know, if yeah. I if people call me normal, I think something's wrong. Something's you know, wrong, because, right. because I've never been normal. I don't yeah. think I have been yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so the new normal is going to be interesting. But I think the new normal has given us a great opportunity, though, to really be the church. Yeah. I think one of the things this has taught the church is the church does not consist of the four walls and the roof. Right. The church consists of the body being spread right. and, and going out. And so that's one of the things, a question you asked earlier about how am I leading, those are the things I'm talking about. Those are the things I'm trying to keep in front of our people. The church now has been put in a place, as a matter of fact, the New Testament church had the same experience when God's give us the great commission to go out into all the world, you know, mm -hmm. and reach the people making disciples. He actually did it under the persecution of Stephen. Right. You know, when he was persecuted, the church was comfortable in Jerusalem. Yeah. But at that point, they scattered. Right. And so now we, maybe God's scattering us out of our comfort of our buildings. Yeah. And telling us, you know, it's time to be the church now. Yeah. It's time to I, get out there. It is. It, yeah, you're exactly right. And mm -hmm. Especially if you read that. You yeah. know the great the commission comes in Acts one, yes, and Acts seven. They're still there. Yeah, they're still comfortable. So, yeah, and <laughs> you know, we are, I think, part of part of our strength can be part of our weakness. Right. If you are faithful, yes, and faithfulness is your strength, then you know I don't know that you're going to be so quick to jump ship and move into something new Correct. because because you are faithful. That's right. Which is one of the reasons why I believe that. You know, God has to dry up the brook yes. for Elijah to move. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because Elijah knows that God brought him to that brook. That's exactly right. You know, mm -hmm. and so we've been talking about for years now, God's going to do a new thing and he's not going to put this new wine in old wineskins and all of that that we've embraced. Right. It's amazing how we love change as a concept. Right. Mm -hmm. But having to make changes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough. Well, see, the problem, what you just said there, when faithfulness becomes comfort, then it's no longer faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah. And You're right. un unfortunately, um, you know, I know your uh, flock here is a little bit different than the p churches I've pastored. And all. that's one of the things that sometimes I battle is we're faithful, but we're faithful to the norm. Right. You know, and, that, and that's one of the things I try to put out there. Well, yeah. You know, the norm, if we leave it the norm, then are we really being faithful? Sure. And so so I think God has really given opportunity for the church to say, what is yeah. <laughs> the faithful? And, and you know, b b b before we before we uh, finished, and this time flew by, this was great. Uh, yeah. Um, but I was going to, let me ask you about this, and maybe we can, maybe we can wind it down with this. Um, I do think that there are, and I hate to refer to older, but I, th I think that there is a difference between our message mm -hmm. and our method. Correct. And yes. sometimes when you start tinkering with the method, right. people think that you're damaging the integrity of the message. Absolutely. And and those two, th you know, you uh, you don't have to mess with the message. Correct. That's why, you know, I mean, I tell my people all the time, marry the message, date the method. Because the <laughs> method good. will be outdated. That's correct. Know, pretty That's correct. soon. Yes. But what do you tell certain people, especially? I Listen, I grew up with, you know, well, we've always done it this way. Correct. And it worked for grandma and it worked for, uh, you know. Right. Well, we're not saying that the message isn't valid. Right. But, you know, yeah, and we used to churn our own butter, too. And we used to, <laughs> That's exactly right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't want to be outdated right. um, as a people. 
And I don't want people to discard our message because our methods have become antiquated. Yes, that's you know? correct. So, so how do we stay current and yet at the same time give some of the, you know, some of the pioneers? Correct. Give them some relief and some release that we're not damaging the integrity of the message. Right. Well, one of the things I address when that situation kind of rises is, are we reaching people with the method that we're in now? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still saying the same message, but if we're doing things that is outdated, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. then do we need to figure out how we can get on those people's playing fields? Right. Because everybody, the culture has changed r- radically around us. Yeah. And, uh, and I think if you do it slowly, lovingly, and cautiously, Mm-hmm. and help the people buy into it before you jump into it, right. then you see them embrace it. So right. that's one of the things that I've, I've learned over years of ministry of being in, I'm, I'm going to use the term tra- more of a traditional setting. Sure. You sure. know, and uh, one of the things I've had to learn is God may give me a vision, but how do I sell the vision? How do I em- let them embrace the vision? Yeah. And to me, and I said this last night in my Bible study, I'm hoping that what we're experiencing right now is getting the attention of pastors is the key to leading their congregation is vision. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible's clear where there's no vision, the people perish. That's right. That's and, right. And maybe this is bringing us back to the opportunity is what are we telling our people? What are, what direction is our people going? Mm-hmm. Or do we know what direction we're going? Yeah. You know, for me, this has been a good opportunity because taking on a new position uh, has given me the opportunity for right off the bat to give them a vision. Right. And that's one of the things I've talked about in just a short period of time. Yeah. I think God already gave it to us. Sure. He, he sure. gave it to us in the Great Commission and in Acts 180 told us how to do it. Sure. You start at home, you go to the county, you go to the state, you go abroad. That's right. And also, right. so I think the key is, is letting them see it. You know, as pastors, we're not do-it-alls. We are, we're to open up a book. To right. Them. We're to show them a picture. Right. Say, look, we're not changing what changed us. Yeah. But because of what the culture is around us today, here's something we got to think about. Yeah. How, we, if we're going to reach that 20-year-old, if we're going to reach that 25-year-old, they jump in their cars and fire up the car and their dashboards lights up and engages yep. go everywhere. That's you right. Know, they're more accustomed to a modern technology type of stuff. Yeah. How are yeah. we going to engage them where they're at? You yeah. Know, and we have... You know, when we were growing up, um, you know, limited TV channels, limited sure. radio stations. And, mm-hmm. you know, if if people are listening to the radio, but they're not listening to AM anymore, you know, Correct. they're listening to Sirius or they're listening to most of the time their MP3s or YouTube or watching this. Right. And there's so much more today competing yes. for their attention. Correct. And so... You know, we have to at least be cognizant of that. That's right. You know, exactly at right. least be aware of that mm-hmm. and not just stick our heads in the sand. Yes. And, yeah. um, right. So I, I think that we're, you know, one of the things that I want to try to do with this is to make sure that we uh, can differentiate, you know, social distancing. Yes. But let's not make, let's not turn that into spiritual disconnecting. Amen. That's good. Know? I like that. Um, yeah. Because... Listen, six feet apart, yeah. if you stay there long enough, there's no, that's no different than six feet under. I, I, that's exactly right. You know? that's and, exactly. That, and, I've, and I'm seeing relationships die that yes. don't need to die. That's exactly right. So mm-hmm. hopefully, like you said, maybe God is using this as an opportunity for us to reset. Yes. Um, 
you know, not tweak our message, right? Um, but to really put our weight down on it. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is where we get to really prove our faith. Right. Well, you know, when we get into the scriptures, when we see things of this nature happening, that's where God was able to show out the most. Exactly. When God's people sought Him the yeah. most. Yeah. So when God puts us in these situations, He's saying, "Let me lead." Mm-hmm. You as a leader, follow me. Lead the people as you're following me. Absolutely. Just like he did Moses and Joshua and all those. Yeah. yeah. And so, so I think we're in a great opportunity. And, and I think you asked a question earlier that may relate back to this. I think as leaders now, we're having a great opportunity to be the standard to lead and follow God. So right. I'm making my choices. I'm making my decision based on what God's word's teaching me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm leading. And so... So again, I'm, I always try to look at the glass half full side, not sure. the glass sure. half empty yeah. side. Yeah. And uh, you know, some people have a, looked at it from the half empty side, but I think as we look at it from the positive side, our folks can say, hmm, but you know what? He's right. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is a positive, not a negative. That's right. Because a matter of fact, Joseph said what you intended for evil, God intended, God intended for, good. for good. That's right. And so exactly I, right. I think we're in that prime opportunity yeah. right now Absolutely. For, for God to be use it as good for yeah. him. We um, And we've taught this for years, um, you know, that trials... Uh, trials are for purification. Tests yes. are for promotion. That, that's exactly right. And that's what I'm asking God for. Lord, let us pass this test so that we can move to another level of strength, yes. faith, glory. Um, because at the end of the day, God's not going to trust what he hasn't tested. Amen. Well, remember yeah, this. Yeah. The blessing always comes after the testing. After the testing. And that's so exactly we, right. We, that's what we got to keep our eye on. Yeah. Is the yeah. eye on the prize to finish yeah. strong, finish well, keep yep. on. And so. Uh, Absolutely. And let, let me share this with you. You may sure. have heard this, but um, uh, Dr. Charlie Whipple, I don't know if you know it or not, but our association, Brushy Mountain Baptist Association over here, started a kind of a Bible institute. Oh, okay. And Dr. Charlie Whipple, in my opinion, has been trained under some of the brightest minds that there ever was. You know, mm-hmm. Dr. Dwight D. Pentecost, uh, Mark Cameron and some of the old folks oh, that, yeah, that yeah, he was yeah. privileged to be around. Yeah, awesome. But uh, he, he quotes uh, Pentecost a lot. Mm-hmm. He says, when we follow the word of God and follow it, God becomes obligated to put his will in our path. That's right. And so ours, there's where we lead at. Yeah. We follow the word, then God becomes obligated to to put his will in our path to follow him. That's right. He and must remain faithful. That's exactly he right. He must remain he faithful. He has to remain faithful. Absolutely. To yeah. his word. Yes. Yeah. So there's there's where we lead from. Yes. Yeah. We lead from his word and we lead by being faithful yeah. to him. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so, awesome. Would you, Pastor Jeff, this has just been an incredible time. Thank you. Um, just went by real fast. But uh, before, we, before we sign off, um, if you feel led to, um, if you would just pray over the people, the ones that have been listening, and um, pray over this ministry and as sure. we cover one another. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do that. Father, we're grateful that you're in the midst of all things. And Lord, we don't have to search for you. We don't have to go find you. You're there. The Bible says that we just have to call up on you. And Father, we're grateful for this time that we could spend with the people. And Lord, we pray that our words has brought them hope and encouragement. It has focused their life upon the cross. It's focused their life upon the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, bless this ministry here. Continue to utilize it as a powerful lighthouse in this community. Lord, as we work together in partnership with one another, we're not in competition, Lord. That's right. We're in partnership because we are the body of Christ. You are the head. And Lord, we spread out 
to get your word throughout the nation. Thank you, Father, for this time that we've had together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. Thank you. Um, Listen, what what Pastor Jeff said was exactly right. We're not in we're not in competition. As a matter of fact, I think that we are closer to moving in cooperation more than ever before because we need one another. We are better together. Um, So if this ministry has blessed you, and I believe that it has, uh, share this with someone. Share the podcast with someone. Um, Share this ministry. You can find us, uh, nc3wilkesboro.com. You can go on our Facebook page. We have these podcasts. uh, They're on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, whatever your choice is. Um, You can also follow Pastor Jeff Collins on Facebook. You can find him uh, through those social media uh, avenues. He is the pastor of Cool Springs Baptist Church. Uh, Follow them. I believe that Pastor has a good word. And if this has blessed you and you want to be a part of this and sow into this ministry, you can look on our pages for how you can sow a seed. Um, Everything is well protected. You can either give through uh, check. You can find our address. You can give securely through PayPal. Uh, You can also send Pastor Jeff a blessing. Uh, We're all in this together. And um, I just want to thank each and every one of you for giving us this time because your time is your life. Your time is your life. Greater love has no man than he lays down his life. When you lay down a portion of time, you have laid down a portion of your life. And I don't take it for granted. I thank you so much. Listen, we love you. God loves you way more than that. And we are going to get through this because together we can do all things with Christ as our strength. We'll see you next time.